Welcome to Movie Maker Interviews, the podcast where we talk to our greatest movie makers about the art and craft of making movies. My name is Tim Malloy. This week, we talked to Jeff Fowler, director of Sonic the Hedgehog, the biggest movie on the planet Earth. Initially, it didn't look like Sonic was going to be a huge hit. If you remember last spring, when the first images of Sonic were released, a lot of people on the internet were somewhat critical, which is strange because people on the internet are usually very generous and affectionate. But no, they had some issues with Sonic the Hedgehog, and Jeff Fowler, instead of curling up into a little ball and spinning out, uh, decided that he was going to respond to the fans and do a lot of really hard work to make the movie as good as it could possibly be. I really, really respect what he did here, and you have to respect the result. The movie had a $70 million opening weekend, which is the biggest opening weekend ever for a video game movie. You know that video game movies don't have the best history. Sonic is one of the films that is turning that around. So huge congratulations to Jeff Fowler. Uh, Apologies for my somewhat oddly phrased first question to him, where I got the box office stat that I just gave you a little bit wrong. But he quickly corrected me because, as you've probably gathered, Jeff Fowler is pretty on top of things. Uh, When something goes wrong, he fixes it fast. He spoke to us from Blur Studios, which is run by Tim Miller, with whom he shares an Oscar nomination for the movie Go For Broke. Uh, Tim Miller, you may know as the director of Deadpool. And Fowler also talks to us about how Deadpool opened a lot of doors for people on Miller's team, including him. So you could say that Deadpool kind of led, in a way, to Sonic the Hedgehog. And finally, if you enjoy this interview, please visit MovieMaker.com, where there's lots of other stuff I personally guarantee you will love. MovieMaker.com. And now, Jeff Fowler, director of Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, congratulations on an incredible story. I mean, an amazing turnaround with Sonic. Thanks, man. Uh... Thanks, I appreciate it. I mean, you have the biggest animated movie opening ever, is that correct? Uh, I think for a video game, for, for an opening weekend, yeah, that's the, that was, the, that was the, uh, the phrase being thrown around, which, which uh, sounds great. Yeah. When did you first hear of Sonic the Hedgehog? I imagine you were a little kid. Uh, yeah, no, I was actually, so 91 was when Sega released the very first Sonic the Hedgehog game. Uh, I was 13 years old, and I was playing every, everything I could get my hand on, every video game, and yeah, and then and Sonic kind of came out, and, and it just really made an impression. I mean, there really wasn't any game that was sort of, had uh, uh, gameplay like that. I mean, it was so fast, and, 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 and just uh, the character, Sonic, was, had so much kind of attitude, and, and it, was just, it just really kind of struck a chord. Did video games at all make you want to become an animator? Uh, it, it certainly fed into it. I mean, if I had to, to sort of cite the thing that made me want to, to be an animator, uh, it would hands down be Star Wars in mean, 1977. I mean, that just completely, I mean, it just made me fall in love with movies. It kind of made me fall in love with the magic of visual effects. And, and I just knew uh, from, from that uh, sort of early on just that that was what I wanted to do. Um, and then if this sort of second version of that in terms of kind of really uh, refining what it was I wanted to do was kind of came uh, when, when we really sort of got some of the very early um, uh, CG and, and, and animated stuff like Jurassic Park in 93 and then Toy Story, uh, the Pixar did in 1995. So that really just cemented, um, I, I always knew I wanted to work in movies, but, but when I saw uh, movies with that kind of 
visual effects and that kind of art form. I was just that was just that's exactly what I wanted to do with my with my future. How early did you know? I mean, were you? It sounds like you were a pretty small child when you knew. For just movies in general, or or visual effects. I guess both. Because I mean, I saw I I saw Star Wars pretty early, so that was that was back in you know probably, I mean, I probably would have been four, three or four when when a babysitter probably just plopped me down in front of it, you know, hoping <laughs> to keep me quiet for for two hours, <laughs> and I was hooked. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. So you become an animator, you get an Oscar nomination. I know I'm skipping a lot of hard work in between. But you get an Oscar. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you get an Oscar nomination. You're, you're getting the you're getting the highlights. You're getting the the right bullet points. <laughs> and how do you how do you end up with Sonic? I mean, did someone approach you? Did you approach them? Uh, well, actually, a lot of it. Um, I had worked with Sega uh, before. Um, I uh, was at a visual effects company called Blur Studio, and uh, it was in Venice, California at the time. It was started by Tim Miller of Deadpool uh, and Terminator fame. And uh, he, uh, yeah, we, we got a lot of projects that, that were uh, video game promotions, uh, did a lot of game cinematic work. And very early on, um, I did some work on uh, Shadow of the Hedgehog, which was uh, a big Sega release in like 2005, I think. Yeah. And uh, so we just had the studio, had a, Blur had a great relationship with Sega and actually went on to do a couple more titles and do more work for them. So we just kind of kept up over the years. Yeah. Um, Sega had seemed to really enjoy working with us, and then Tim made Deadpool, and that kind of was a, a breakout moment for for Blur, and and for um, and I think the, all of a sudden the, uh, a lot of people in the industry uh, were just kind of like, hey, these guys are doing good work, like maybe we should you know take a look at them, and so Sega reached out around that uh, that same time um, after Deadpool came out and 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 was a big success, and was just like, hey, we love you guys. We still, you know, we, we've still, are, we've been trying to make a Sonic movie, um, but we don't feel like we've got the right team yet. We'd love to talk to you about it. So they came in, and, and along with uh, the, some folks from Neil Meritz's original film office, uh, Toby Asher, who was kind of leading the charge over there, we all got together, had a really great meeting. Uh, I kind of went off and worked on a, a, a sort of a pitch that was like kind of uh, in a, from a very kind of, you know, an elevator sort of pitch uh, version of, of just what I wanted it to do with the movie in terms of tone and characters. And, and uh, yeah, everyone everyone seemed to really um, be into it. And I guess the rest is kind of history. Were you involved in Deadpool also? Uh, only in a, uh, not really. I mean, other than the fact that I, I sit next to Tim at the studio. But <laughs> um, I was actually directing other projects. Um, like uh, Blur always had a, a pretty steady diet of commercials. Um, we do some like uh, uh, ride films. We actually did the the Simpsons film over at um, Universal Studios. So there's always a lot going on. So uh, some of uh, uh, the directors at Blur were were continuing to keep busy with that, and then Tim uh, was putting together his his team and, and his plan to go do Deadpool. Did he give you any advice about Sonic along the way? Uh, he did. He actually probably gave me the best piece of advice I I could have received. Uh, which was, um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, he went huh. through his experience on Deadpool, and, I mean, if you know Tim, he's he's very, uh, he's a very grounded fellow, definitely, um, you know, he's a he's a man of the people. And uh, and so, yeah, he's laughing because he's literally sitting next to me right now. This is kind of embarrassing to be talking about him. <laughs> um, Wait, are you still, but yeah, so are what, you still what he said was, office? don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, yeah, I'm at I'm a Blur right now. 
So wait, you finished this amazing movie, and instead of being like in Honolulu or something, you show up to work the next week. <laughs> well, you know, the the coffee's free, and uh, I don't have to pay. You know, I don't have to pay rent, and they they were very nice to, to keep keep my desk here. So yeah, now I'm I'm happy to be here. It's I mean, this is going to sound very cheesy, but it's very much uh, uh, feels like a family of artists and. I mean, I've I worked for Blur for 15 years before I went off to do Sonic, so I have a lot of friends here, and it's just a, it's a great atmosphere to uh, to just uh, you know I wanted to reconnect with everybody, so gotcha. uh, I'm still finding ways to to celebrate and to I'm I'm not I'm not putting in eight-hour days. Uh, I'm just kind of <laughs> easing my way back into stuff, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, going back to Tim's to, to to your question about the advice and 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 the don't be afraid to ask for help and just that. You know, there was so much stuff that I did not know, especially when it comes to live-action filmmaking, and I was was going to need a lot of help. And Tim had had the almost identical experience on Deadpool, where it's like he comes from visual effects and animation. Uh, there's no way to bluff your way through um, something like shooting a live-action film and, and pretend like you know more than you do. And what's worse, if you try to do that, then then people are going to realize very quickly that you have no idea what you're talking about. And that, and that you're, you know, maybe you're being a little arrogant about it. So just being open and honest and saying, hey, uh, I'm really excited about the movie we're trying to make, but I'm going to need some help. Um, and, and, and it really, it's great to see people respond. And one, they appreciate the honesty. And two, uh, it gives them, you know, an opportunity to really to, 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 to roll up their sleeves and, 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 and jump in and, and contribute. And I think that's really what what makes these things work is when everyone's is feeling uh, excited about what they're doing and, and comfortable uh, pitching ideas and, and, and helping out. So how much time and work did you put into Sonic before the internet got its first look at it and had some thoughts? Um, you know, it, I mean, it's, you're kind of juggling a lot of, of, of spinning plates in terms of like uh, my, the the first thing that that I sort of have to focus on when I got back from the shoot was just getting my director's cut ready, and that's that's an editorial process. But it being a movie that's based on uh, a CG character like Sonic also meant we had to do like this very uh, sort of uh, lightning round uh, version of animation called postvis, which is just temporary animation that's created in order to to put Sonic uh, into the shots and into the plate photography that, that we filmed just so you can you can have a watchable version of the movie and see and understand what Sonic is doing in, in any given sequence. So uh, that's definitely... Uh, so we have a small team of, of animators that were just creating that, that sort of temporary animation. Uh, and then at the same time, uh, yeah, you're, you're really sort of prepping all the visual effects work um, and getting those teams going. So there's a lot of stuff going on, um, and then the character design and, and, and all that was just a, a, a facet of that. So leading up to May 2019, when you know the Twitter response happens, had you been working on it for months, a year? How long? Well, it was really, I mean, uh, the, the main focus of the, of the, the sort of first period of the project was just getting ready for the shoot and doing all the storyboards and, and getting everything ready so the crew knew what they were doing, the actors knew the, what they were doing, casting obviously is a big part of it, so like the focus of, of really that, that first year was just getting the plan um, for the shoot and, 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 and just getting everything we need, and then once you kind of settle into, it's almost like its own uh, uh, separate film, which is just doing all the visual effects and, and, and all that work. Um, that's when you kind of like settle into uh, some of the, the, the modeling and the uh, character design work. So 
Um, so yeah, it was it was all kind of happening in tandem. Uh, um, once we finished principal photography. I am so stupid that when I saw Cats for the first time, the first trailer for Cats, I thought this looks great. This is going to make a trillion dollars. Um, <laughs> oh wow! Are you going to go? Are you going to go on the record with that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll leave it in. I honestly thought this isn't really for me, but I'm sure people will really like it. Um, and I, uh -huh. didn't, I didn't think Sonic looked bad either. I mean, I didn't have any objections to the teeth. I didn't have any objections to the eyes. Uh -huh. But a lot of people did. Um, was there mm -hmm. was there sort of a low point? Was there a moment when you realized that a lot of people didn't like it and had issues? Oh yeah, I mean, very early on, on on the day that we released the trailer, I mean, you could just sort of see the ratio of likes to dislikes, uh, and and that even in that early in the in the morning uh, that it was released, you you just kind of see which way the wind is blowing, and, and that that number that ratio was not going to change, and and it was obviously weighted very negatively. So, uh, and just it just grew sort of exponentially across the course of the day, but. Um, but yeah, I mean that certainly was 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 it was tough to see, and 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 that represented uh, uh, a lot of work. And and but uh, also the message was very clear. Fans want us to do a little bit better. Uh, and then and, and the fact that the message was so clear really made our job kind of easy. There was there was almost no debate. It was just like okay, like we need to fix this. We want we need fans to love this character and and be in our corner. So uh, it was actually ended up being very simple. If, if a little a little uh, uh, challenging, you know, at the time. It seems like you got back on the horse really fast. I mean, within I believe forty eight hours, you had tweeted, "We hear you. We're going to change things." Um, was there there mm -hmm. was there was no wallowing? It sounds like there was no like throwing in the towel. No, no. I mean, I probably allowed myself a good hour of of sort of feeling sorry for myself, but that <laughs> that that's you know that's not gonna that's not gonna fix the problem, and and so. It just became. I mean, the thing that that really made the situation kind of manageable is I think everyone was really was feeling really great about the movie and was excited about the movie, and I, we just didn't want the sort of the 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 perception of the movie to 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 just to live or die based on the character design, and so to to sort of put that time in and, and to get that fixed. Like if we could get fans on board with the character design, then then we, we felt like we had a really great movie. Uh, for them, but yeah, we just just didn't want that to be the end-all, be-all of everything. It was just Sonic's appearance and his design. Did you think it was pretty good even before? You know, if you'd asked me when I first came onto the movie, like what would be the biggest challenges on the film? I mean, just Sonic has never been put in a live-action world before, and and that and the story we were telling, we really wanted the audience to to believe that he's really there and and, and standing next to these. Know, human actors, and, and that meant sort of applying a level of detail that that had, Sonic had never had been anywhere near. You know that I mean, down to him having fur and 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 all, very uh, realistically in, uh, detailed quills. I mean, he's always been a very simplistic character, and then that's kind of what he's known for. And and uh, what we obviously learned is, is is one of his strengths is just leaning into some of the cartooniness a little bit. So, but yeah, I, I definitely I knew it was going to be a challenge, um, and it just uh, yeah, it just took a little bit more um, a little bit more work in order to get it right. So, did you really appreciate the internet people speaking out so vocally, or was it like? Uh, I mean, you were so gracious, and was that a 
begrudging graciousness or, was it, or were you truly... No, no. I it? mean, it, if anything, it, it, it's funny because it just goes to show how much people care about this character and the fact that, that, they, that they really sort of made uh, uh, such a, a, a clear message and that they care so deeply. I mean, he's been around for almost 30 years, so that's a, that's a giant fan base. And, 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 and that's actually a really great thing is to have that many people out there that, that care very deeply about this character. I mean, that's what you want. And, and so, but we just, we just needed them. Uh, we just needed them to feel heard and to feel like we were going to get it fixed and, 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 and make it great and do the best we could. So, um, no, it's, it's really, um, it, 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 it is sort of the best thing, even if at the time it ended, it, it was, it was, it was, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was a little tricky uh, for us when we released that first trailer, but it also, I feel like, is 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 one of the best uh, aspects of this of this character in this world is he's got such a, an amazing fan base. You know, I read that at the time you had a ninety million dollar budget, and I imagine you had to go back to someone, whether it was Paramount or whomever, and say, "Hey, I need X amount more money and X amount more time." Uh, did you have a conversation like that, or did they come to you and say? let us help you. I mean, how did it work? I mean, it, it, it was just, everyone had the same, I mean, it was a simultaneous reaction. It was just like, we, we really were excited about this movie, but the fans, the fans want us to do more work on the character and let's come up with a plan, uh, and, and get it fixed. Like it, so there really was, was almost no debate. I mean, we just, it, it was just, it's so clear to everyone at both Paramount, Sega, all the, the producing team, um, we all felt the exact same way, which is, just, we got to fix this. Like, this is so important. It's, it's, it's the most important thing is for, for Sonic's fans to, to embrace this character. Uh, I, I truly feel that you should be on vacation right now instead of having to talk to me. Yeah. But, um, no, and, no, no worries. And, and I, I don't mean to do that thing where people are like, so what's next? Because you should be enjoying and really, really enjoying <laughs> the success here. Um, but, yeah, thanks, man. But this must have opened a lot of doors. I mean, what do you want to do next? I mean, is it Sonic 2? Is it something else? You know, I mean, it, it's still very early, and, and I am still just trying to enjoy the moment a little bit. But I will say that, that I had such an amazing time with, with this cast and this crew, and, and it just was such an amazing experience. And the fact that, that the audience uh, has embraced the movie the way it has, I mean... I just I would do I would do more with these characters in this world in a heartbeat. I mean, I really I really feel uh, uh, just this uh, amazing pride in, in, in the film we made, and, and yeah, it would be it would be awesome to, to do more. Have there been any formal talks about we've got to get a second one going? I think everyone's really excited and really and and really uh, wanting to uh, yeah to have have the discussion, and, and I think. Uh, I think we'll know probably pretty soon. Would I be wrong to say like a Sonic 2 is in the works or is it premature? Uh, yeah, it's premature, but, okay. um, but I appreciate you asking. <laughs> I, I mean, I already I asked friends who love the movie, some of whom saw it with their kids, and they're all like, when's the next one coming out? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, I really, I mean, I think one of my favorite, uh, I've, I've seen the movie a lot lately. And, and, and in fact, uh, Ben Schwartz and I went around and, and popped into some theaters uh, last week on, on, on the preview night, on Thursday night, just to, to say hello to fans and, 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 and to thank them for, for all their support. And I could not believe, like, when that, uh, uh, I mean, the movie's been out for a little while, but I, I, that last, um, that last, 
little teaser uh, sort of Easter egg scene um, that brings in uh, one of, uh, yeah, I, I won't go any, into any more detail just because I don't want to spoil it, but to see the crowd reaction to that scene, uh, I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, they lost their minds, and, and the idea that, that we could expand the world and bring in more of these characters that, that the fans just absolutely love uh, it would just be it would just be awesome. So it's it's all very exciting. Yeah, I don't want to ruin anything either, but is it safe to say that there could be a Sega-verse? I mean, the way we've got a Marvel Universe? I mean, you know, for now, I'll just, I'll just limit uh, my, my, uh, uh, myself to the, the, the sonic of it all, but there's certainly a lot of characters and a lot of stories that, that I would love to see and love to tell. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I grew up with, with Sega. There's, there's a lot of great titles out there, and, and I think with the right... Uh, story and the right characters that y- y- you probably could turn some other uh, some of their other um, the other classic things into into really great movies. Can you talk about any Easter eggs that people might have missed? I mean, is there anything that people should keep an eye out for? Uh, I mean, people have done an amazing job. No matter how hard I try to to really bury things deep, they uh, <laughs> they find them. It's impressive, <laughs> which I love. You know, because you want to do kind of a. a, a uh, give them sort of a spectrum of, of Easter eggs where there's the ones that are very obvious and that a casual fan um, will know. A perfect example of that, I think, is just the toe tap, like on the top of the, the Transamerica building when he's surrounded by all the missiles and he taps his toe and, and looks at his sort of invisible watch. That's, that's just a, a, such a classic moment in, in the original uh, 1991 game that I think most people are familiar with. So um, it's fun to put in the obvious ones, and then you know there's certainly some, some sort of not so obvious ones. So, um, but if I, I've been amazed, I mean I've definitely done a little browsing online, and and just to see some of the the people that have been creating inventories of, of the Easter eggs, and um, they're doing a great job. I won't say they've found all of them, but but they're they're doing they're on the right track. <laughs> It's so rare for someone to be completely validated to go from like getting getting criticized to being really universally praised. Um, that's a very rare human experience. So, can you talk about what you did to celebrate? Uh, we had a really nice dinner with uh, our cast and some of our producers, and it was just it was just a great night, and just to see everybody so happy and and just, I mean, because. Because we were just so we had such a great time making the movie, and and just I think everyone felt if the audiences could just experience a fraction of of the fun we had making the movie, that we would be in really great shape. Because everyone just was smiling, and there's so much laughter on the set, and and even in through the the visual effects process and working with the animation teams and the visual effects teams, it's like everyone just really was into what they were doing. And so the fact that we were we were able to sort of end. Um, the, that whole experience with, with a really great opening weekend, it just felt very kind of uh, just, just kind of perfect and really capped off what was a very special experience across the whole thing, going all the way back to working with the storyboard artists and the writers in, in the early days, um, you know, even to, to, to the end of the movie and doing, doing all the final polish with the, the sound editors and, and, and Junkie XL, who, who did a really great score. Yeah. I'm just so, I had such an amazing time. And, and so to celebrate with, um, with some of the people that, that really helped make the movie was, was just the perfect way to kind of cap it off. Is there a dream project besides this one? I mean, is there something that you'd like to do, you know, a few years out, long term? The thing you'd really... Uh, there's, there's, 
Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a few, but I, I don't want to I, I, I don't want to get into that uh, just yet. I mean, I, I I the thing that I really enjoyed about working with at Blur was just getting to work on a variety of just really cool things. I mean, I did a little Star Wars piece with uh, co-directed with uh, Dave Wilson, who's a good buddy of mine, and he's actually um, his movie Bloodshot's coming out next month. Oh, he's yeah. another Blur director, so it's just so it's just a testament to like. Uh, what a, a, a great sort of um, culture we have here at Blur where, where you're just seeing um, these guys be able to go off and, and make movies and, and do well. It's just a really great culture of, of, of men and women who care very deeply about the work they do. And um, But yeah, so, so uh, getting to work on a lot of very classic sort of uh, uh, in, in these really great sandboxes like Star Wars and Halo, and, and I mean, we were able to, to touch on a lot of stuff. But yeah, there's absolutely, I think, some some ways to take it further and, and to tell uh, to tell some bigger stories with with some of that stuff. So it's definitely something I'm going to be spending a lot of time thinking about. Have you talked to the Lucasfilm folks about doing a Star Wars movie? Uh, I have not. I'm sure they're they're. Uh, they're they're very busy with uh with with their plans but but uh maybe I'll uh maybe I'll reach out and see if uh <laughs> if there's any <laughs> for little old me <laughs> I mean do you have any ideas in a drawer where you're like I'm going to tell the story of <laughs> No no I definitely I, I don't want to I won't yeah. I won't go into that but uh again like Star Wars was a huge part of of why I'm 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 in this 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 industry and and I uh, it really just made such an impression on me as a kid and it's it's really what made me fall in love with movies I mean it's it's literally just movie magic so um, I love I love all that stuff and and but I, I feel really fortunate that I mean Sonic just to kind of bring it all back yeah. um, it sort of has the combination of, of sort of my three favorite things uh, which is movies animation and video games and it was all kind of wrapped into one opportunity so i, I just can't imagine like uh, a, a more perfect uh sort of world um to to play in for my first movie 